Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, September 28th end of September is upon us. The LA Galaxy getting ready to take on a red-hot Portland Timbers team in a game could we call it a must-win? You'll have to stick around to find out. We might be, I might be on the precipice of saying must-win in a game that is mathematically not must-win. We're going to talk about that, get you ready for that entire game coming up this weekend. We got some stats, we got some news, we got some fun things in there as well, and joining us here in about, oh, seven minutes or so, we're going to have Chief Creative and Brand Officer Will Misselbrook from the LA Galaxy joining us. We can talk about branding, rebrands, all that sort of fun stuff, so we'll get to a lot of that to help us do all that. We're glad to have them back. It's Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, bud? It's going all right. You, you, uh, All of our listeners and Galaxy fans got a taste of a Texas thunderstorm and lightning storm. So that was kind of exciting to see everyone uh, go through that. And so uh, you may say must win, can't lose. To me, I'm, I'm just praying for no weather delay. I think that's <laughs> the weather is three and oh against it's, the Galaxy this season. It's supposed to rain on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Perfect, I'm not of saying course it is. <laughs> it's, it's like 60 percent chance, like 50 percent, you know, like in that. So it's not like it's a, a full on, you know, like storm coming, but. It's supposed to it's supposed to rain on on Saturday, which which puts a damper on the air show. If you're anywhere near Huntington Beach, we've been having the planes and the jets fly over and all that sorts of fun uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's so, always a fun time. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's nice. So, um, yeah, that's that's sort of what. But I have a feeling there might be a little damper on that <laughs> yeah, little, one. So, you know, uh, well, good times. How, how are you doing? Are, are you, you know, devastated, happy about the Taylor Swift news or are we? You know that she dominate your news feed. I mean, she she normally <laughs> does. If you go on my TikTok, it is it is T Swizzle all the way through. I don't know how to feel yet. I'm gonna let this one play out. You know, I feel like <laughs> there's right. people already choosing sides and picking out like demons and stuff like that. And I actually this this might this might be the one. I'm just saying. I'm just I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead of it. But this this could be. You know, nobody else gets to make Taylor sort of feel like, you know, the small little Taylor, right? Yeah, small I've, I've seen that take, yeah. A football you know. a football player, you know, if a football player was cuddling me, I'd feel like small and and, I mean, and you, warm and comfy. So I'm just saying. Can, you can do a lot worse from, <laughs> from both sides, that's for sure. What what do you make of this LA Galaxy team? I mean, I I, I, I don't know. We didn't get to talk about the game, but you can talk about the game and, the whole, and sort of how you feel about this club right now because I don't know what the correct answer to that question is. 
I think the correct answer is that there is no correct answer. To me, this team is making me go through a lot of frustration. And I think this game against Austin kind of summarized that. I can't really be mad at the team because they showed fight. They left it all out on the field. You saw, you know, at the end of the game, the players basically collapse. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they salvaged a point in what was a really tough situation with the weather delay and, you know, going down a goal, like they, they salvage something out of that. So you don't want to be too upset at them, but also they, they keep shooting themselves in the foot, these yes. self-inflicted wounds, these, you know, defensive lapses, goalkeeping errors. And so while I can't, I could tell myself that I can't be mad. I'm not exactly thrilled with their play either. So it, it's just one of those tough things. I think I know it was a road game. I know there was a weather delay. There's injuries, the plated roster, but it felt like this was a missed opportunity because I feel like they could have jumped Austin in the standings. They were ripe for the picking, Austin feeling down about themselves, and that could have given them some grace, you know, needing to travel to Seattle and to Minnesota. And obviously the, we'll talk about the must win or can't lose at home. But I think now they need to outright win one of those Minnesota or Seattle games. Right. I, I think a draw is not going to cut it. And so that game at Austin felt like the one where they could have gotten the away wins and given them that cushion. So it's one of it's those difficult things and we're hearing the panda kind of break things down well if this team gains fewer than three points or fewer than five points and i know some of these numbers are going to cancel each other out but when there's you know three to five games left and you're saying you're hoping that a team doesn't take away three points so they just right. have to win one out of three right. for the galaxy to be in good position that that's pretty grim but <laughs> if the galaxy have showed us anything you know, nothing is over yet. We, we can't pronounce them dead yet. So the fact that they're still in it is is kind of incredible and you have to tip your cap to that. But they really there's a lot of missed opportunities at several points throughout the season. Yes. And, yes. But but definitely this past weekend against Austin. How about just winning like three or four games through the first, you know, 14 games or so, you know, like, yeah, just anything than better than what they were at. Just I'll, flipping two of these ties, four points, right, would puts be them huge. In, you yeah. know, right on that line. Yeah, I'll say this: I think the draw ends up being even bigger whenever you find out Dallas drew, right? And so the yeah. good, I mean, fairly good result, not the best result. You wanted Dallas to lose and keep you within five points, but as it is, you're still within two games at six points. Um, and if you didn't, if you didn't get that draw, right, with zero yeah. zero points, there you'd be seven points or three games basically out from trying to get that, and that's a lot to ask with only five games left, right? Yeah, there there would have been a lot more <laughs> panic right now. It, it yeah. would have been basically over. Now, I'm not saying it's not over, but you have to do something the Galaxy haven't done, which is win like four games in a row. They have to kick like it on. Yeah. yeah, well, it's funny. We'll, we'll get to the Portland preview in a little bit as well. But it, just to give you a little bit of a spoiler, when you look at the form guide, the narrative for both teams can be that there's only one loss in seven, but Portland is coming off four wins in a row. So we're talking in the last seven, Portland with... Uh, you know, 16 points in the Galaxy with 12 points. If you just look at their last four, right. it's, you know, 12 points versus, uh, you know, the Galaxy's five points. That's yeah. a huge disparity. And given where they are in the standings, we we're talking about like the magic number, you know, being 42 or 43, Portland's right there. So if they give up any points to this weekend, you could pretty much gift Portland that spot. And that's where we start getting into that must win, can't lose territory. Right, right. I was at last was optimism. It's really remarkable to still be in it, right? In this season with as bad as the start was. That's and everything. the thing, yeah. The fact that they're still in it is is incredible. 13th place, maybe. 13th place. Owned it. Owned it. It would, almost, it would almost seem unfair to the rest of the Western Conference that the Galaxy didn't finish in 13th place yeah. this season, right? And yeah, that's our spot. That's, yeah. You got you to claim it, right? Um, so... Listen, I, it's it's interesting just looking at all the results around the league and then just watching U.S. Open Cup and Miami. I mean, Miami's very much in danger of not making the playoffs, right? And yet, I think uh, it's safe to call them dead. I think it, it, you feel injuries. that way? Yeah. 
I, I feel like they're they're done. The the Cinderella ride, they got their League's Cup. Right. They had their they had their run and now now that on to next season and their season ticket prices, that's going to be their next hill to climb. You saw that where the guys tickets went from six thousand dollars for two seats for thirty thousand dollars for two seats. <laughs> I'm like, an, oh, oh, my. OK, I didn't I didn't realize uh, that's quite the jump. Yeah. Only three spots right now. Only three spots overall, three spots total that are um, are still up for grabs on the Eastern Conference side of things. So as we look at the Eastern Conference and sort of see how that whole thing goes, that's a pretty crazy number to understand that in the Western Conference, there's only one team that's clinched a spot. Western yeah, Conference, one team, <laughs> another thing. All right, well, we're going to, we'll, we'll take a pause from pondering the LA Galaxy's 13th place and where they'll finish there in order to, uh, to help us talk a little bit about branding and everything that he sort of has in mind for the LA Galaxy. We're glad to welcome relatively new addition. We didn't get him on right whenever he joined, but we, we have him on pretty soon now. Uh, Will Misselbrook, Chief Creative and Brand Officer for the LA Galaxy. Will, do we have you on? You do have me on. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Ab- absolutely. Well, we've been trying to do it for a while. Finally, the, the oh, lineups no. all, all <laughs> lined up there. I thought maybe you guys were going to get stuck in Austin, though. So I didn't I didn't think we were going to make it on Thursday. I thought right. maybe you'd have to camp out there. Well, we kind of did get stuck. We were stuck there for an extra night after that storm. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't that fun. But, no, I'm sorry I didn't, haven't been on this sooner. And, honestly, really appreciate being on this. It's, you guys are legendary, so I'm, I'm absolutely honored. It's just been a, a lot going on the last six months since I joined. Yeah, I was going to say it has been it has been busy for you. I, I just, I mean, that's sort yeah. of, I, I think that's the first question is is just, you know, why come to the LA Galaxy? Certainly, uh, as Eric and I were pondering your uh, your your resume or your CV uh, over the over, before we started, Started, we're like, you know, you've touched a lot of brands. You've had your you had your fingers on a lot of stuff. Most recently with the uh, Washington Commanders, we'll talk about that rebrand maybe a little bit. But but why come to MLS? Why LA Galaxy? Well, I guess first off, you can probably hear by my accent that uh, I'm British. So this football is uh, my most passionate sport. And NFL is my second favorite football, I guess. So right. uh, you know that was an easy decision. And obviously, I grew up playing soccer and so and followed Galaxy from a very young age. So I've been a you know huge fan. Uh, so when this opportunity came up, I you know I couldn't resist or say no. I guess that's first. Secondly, um, I you know loved the direction uh, the the brand you know at least what the brand stood for and the fact that it's such a historic club, the most storied franchise. I was like, wow, we can do so much with this. Um, and you know again, having so much experience and knowledge of soccer, kind of felt like an easy uh, um, or a, a natural next step, I guess, for me. And. Uh, the third was traveling. Well, I live in LA and I have done the last few years and with my wife here and traveling to DC once a week on a plane was actually beginning to kill me. So, <laughs> and I think I actually would have got a divorce as well. My wife would have left me because I was getting on a plane on Mondays and coming back Fridays. So yeah, that was uh, another fact. It was a bit of a life move at the end of that. I, I understand that. Uh, as somebody who's done a podcast every, every uh, two times a week for 15 years, I, I understand the sort of the pressure on the home thing and that that makes a lot of sense. So I'm uh, I'm right there with you. Um, you you said you know sort of sort of looking at the brand with the LA Galaxy and such a worldwide brand and obviously fans of the LA Galaxy and us here we we understand just how wide that net gets cast whenever you talk about guys like you know David Beckham and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, all all the big names that sort of cast this this very wide net and and wider probably than any other MLS team maybe outside of uh, Miami now with everything they're touching with with Messi. But um, what was your sort of outside perspective? from that seeing seeing how far the galaxy's brand goes good question yeah i mean i think it's got a very definitive brand when you see that the crest you know you you know it and i think beckham obviously helped highlight and accentuate that back in the day and it kind of stuck with people ever since and 
uh, I think the the brand, uh, you know, since then, I think it's it, it stayed strong, but I think it's just kind of, it, it needs a modern refresh. I think that was quite where I started looking at this when I first uh, started, you know, looking at this opportunity. I was like, okay, you know, it's had its moment and I think it needs its moment again. Um, and there are certainly ways we can modernize this, make it more relevant, uh, you know, start to diversify into culturally, socially relevant topics and, and experiences that will reignite uh, the emotion with the fan base. Um, and so to me, that was just the opportunity. I thought it was like, right, there's definitely a way we can bring this back to the forefront of everyone's minds. And, and given how global this is, and like I was following this team, I don't know, back when I was like 22 years old, when Beckham moved over, I think it was. And, uh, you know, it's got such a rich history behind it. But at the same time, you don't want to continue to lay the foundation on historicals all the time. We want to be looking to the future and mapping in, uh, our own course and sort of re again not it's not rebranding this in any way at all it's just redefining like what we stand for and making this uh, brand fresh in the eyes of fans enthusiasts and consumers alike so um so yeah i mean again i, I think that that's to me the the best um objective slash opportunity for us is to uh, to reignite that the passion through branding, through storytelling, through content, through the creative, and into a variety of different experiences cross-platform that is going to um, sort of bring back that passion from our fan base and, and generate new fans. Yeah, just, just so we're clear, you're not in on the rebranding, right? Because there's been a rebrand <laughs> phobia no. that has that has traveled across this uh, this wide and far uh, base of the LA Galaxy. So you're you're, you're there's no rebrand coming. No, there's no rebranding coming in. No. And like, to be honest, the commander's one I didn't even know I was going to be doing until I first, you know, joined after a few months. And suddenly the owner was, you know, from watching the football team, he's like, yeah, you're going to be doing the rebrand. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> um, so no, there's, uh, there's no there's no plan to, you know, completely rebrand yet. Is that I think uh, the, we, there's, we're, we're exploring, we have been sort of enhancing just the look, the feel, the tone, the voice, and, you know, listening to fans about sort of, uh, you know, what's relevant to them. We're also looking outside into different categories just to find um, it, uh, influence and sort of inspiration into what other brands that are doing out there. And, and really the, the opportunity here is to make sure we're not sort of following the norm and not sort of being sort of messed up into the crowd and sort of, uh, yeah, we, we have to cut through that noise and sort of redefine ourselves and give ourselves an identity that is uh, stands out from everyone else. Um, so, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a rebrand. So we're not going to be doing that. Um, we're just going to be finding new ways to tell our story. Hey, well, this is Eric Vieira. Welcome to the show. He's a big hey. follower of, of uh, kind of seeing what teams and brands can do with their social media presence. I'm excited to have a chance to speak with you. Uh, so to that point, you kind of mentioned taking the fan input as piece of it. We know that the fan council was recently created for the club. What mm -hmm. role will that play in the creative process and how, how, how is that going to impact the brand and what is your uh, touch on that moving forward? Yeah, good question. Yeah, we, we are really excited that we just launched it and, you know, we just, uh, we selected our, the fan council members and there's more to come on that. So stay tuned. Um, but that was a, an amazing experience. And actually I did something very similar to the commanders back in the day. Um, and to me, it was one of the most valuable outlets in order to at least bounce ideas, get input, get direction, and just sort of it's uh, testing the waters with um, any sort of creative or content or storytelling we're doing. So, uh, you know, to me, I think that's going to be not just them. Obviously, we're going to expand it out. And I, I'm always fascinated by uh, commentary from fans on every single platform just to sort of hear what they're saying about X or Y in order for us to help influence our direction. But um, but yeah, I think the fan council will be such an incredible platform and to hear 
from their voices when we start to ideate or come up with any sort of experience, uh, be it digital or physical, to get their input. You know, it's kind of having that safe space forum to bounce ideas off and even hear new ideas, stuff that maybe we're missing from them directly will will be it will honestly be crucial for me personally and, and uh, uh, the team I'm leading um, in order to help at least know the direction tonally that we're going in is the right one that people want to see. I hope that answers your question. But yeah, the fan yeah. council, um, yeah, is, absolutely, uh, it, it's a great aspect, and and not only just for the my you know the creative or the the branding aspect, it's going to be invaluable to so many other uh, components of game day experience. You know, the parking, the ticketing experience, like everything. So I think it's going to be uh, not to put a lot of pressure on them, um, but obviously <laughs> we'll use that valuably. But you know, they will be uh, a really key factor for us. Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to do all the work for you, Will. They're not going to let you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the other thing Josh was kind of mentioning, you know, with, you know, brands that you've worked with, like Coach and the Wall Street Journal and obviously the Commanders, you know, the question might be, well, where's the soccer connection? But you kind of answer that with your, you know, your accent, your UK background and your personal connection to it. But how can you leverage some of your previous experiences? How do you see that tying into what you could do with what your vision is for the LA Galaxy? Yeah, um, I mean, going to the NFL actually was probably a shock for me, I guess, because I hadn't worked in sports. But honestly, it played, to, it played into my favor, and I guess it's the same coming to soccer, because when I went to the NFL, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, a lot of people I worked with, it, uh, they grew up uh, working only in American football, so that was all they knew, whereas I'm coming at it from a different perspective. Um, and so a lot of my approach, you know, is trying to, or it's not trying, it is doing moving away from the traditional marketing tactics, I guess, and finding new innovative ways to cut through that noise and tell stories that resonate with people versus creating content that people are forced to watch and creating content that people want to watch. Um, and I'm not coming at it uh, in terms of as well saying, you know, oh, look, Austin do this or LASC are doing that, so we should copy them. Trying, or, you know, having come from a variety of different brands and platform side, it's taking that knowledge experience and applying it to a medium that, Again, it's all applicable and sport could be very similar to a fashion brand in the sense you're trying to tell a story and market a product and our product is either the 11 players on the field or what they're doing off the field. Um, and, you know, again, it, it, trying to connect with people on an emotional level that could be through happy and hype or whatever it happens to be, but uh, trying not to or not doing what everyone else is doing effectively. So, I, I don't know, I, to me, it's always been... Um, uh, it's helped in my armory having come from different places and started in advertising and then going brand side and then media side with Condé Nast and Wall Street Journal. You learn different tactics and traits and you find out you, you know, you're, you're growing my I was growing my experience in terms of how to market to people and tell stories in, in a variety of ways that really resonate. Um, you know, also using data and analytics as well to help carve through that noise. Um, so, yeah, it's... It, it, to me, it's helped, and I'm such a huge soccer fan anyway, so coming here, it, it helps knowing the sport so well. I'm not saying I didn't know NFL well, but um, and I'm, I'm also a massive Galaxy fan, so that was just an extra bonus as well on top of it. Uh, I was going to say, does it kill you a little bit inside every time you have to say soccer? I just, I just <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> Mate, it does, honestly. <laughs> Americans, if I say football, they're like, oh, American. No, no, no. it's soccer. Yeah, I've had to change that. Okay. Which is 
No, you know, as as reporters, it's funny because, you know, we had Billy Sharp when we were talking to him and he would be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Soccer. We're like, we call it both. It's fine. We don't we don't really care. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not, not offended. We're not it. we're not invested in either. Of them. We, we don't care. Okay. No, I, I, you know, it was funny. One of the um, in the discord that, that we host, we had uh, somebody dropped a video and it was sort of the Austin recap video, right, that you guys put out. And it was very much behind the scenes in the locker room and that type of thing. And for whatever reason, whether that has been done a whole bunch before or not that resonated with people. That was sort of that. I think you're talking about storytelling and sort of putting in a place. You're talking about a very weird game um, and having mm. having experienced it from the media side, sitting here watching and trying to communicate with you guys and finding out when the game was starting and what was going on. And then even trying to get the whole uh, the whole story afterwards about like getting back to your hotels and doing all that stuff and then flying in the next day. That seemed to is, is that something that you've you've put a focus on or did you just uh, or, or is that just lucky that we that suddenly everybody sort of caught that one? Uh, no, it's, it's a focus of ours. Okay. I think it goes back to that emotional connection. Cause if you just like put replays of broadcast clips out nonstop, you're not connecting on an emotional level about maybe what the players are going through, you know, especially through tough times like that when they're delayed for two and a half hours. So, um, I'm, you know, that's kind of a big part of our strategy is trying to find the, uh, a much deeper connection with at least the players' mentality, the physicalities they're going through, what challenges they face, and also then what, how that results and pays off on the field. Um, really, it's like the on-field, off-field moments is really what I'm trying to start to push towards with the, with the players specifically because uh, they are fascinating guys. They have great stories and they're human just like the rest of us. And so why not try and bring that through in our storytelling in ways that stands out and you know, again, uh, enables people to connect with them on a on a better or deeper level than just broadcast clips of you know goals and celebrating. So, yeah, that that's definitely one part, and we've got loads more of that. We're in the process of developing now, and we'll be rolling out soon as well. Very that nice. was kind of my question that leads into that with the Apple TV deal that came in, and uh, you know, the, a lot of the <laughs> hype that you see being pushed with that guy that they signed over in Miami. Uh, are there any plans? Uh, you know, to kind of expand the coverage on Apple TV, different featurettes, different things. You mentioned that there's some things in the work. Is there anything that you can share with our listeners, maybe a little sneak peek or, uh, you know, what, where do you see the Apple TV out of it all kind of helping to expand the LA Galaxy yeah. brand? I mean, I'm obsessed with the Apple TV deal. I remember when I was uh, talking to my previous boss, um, about Apple TV, it's like, God, that's insane. Like the fact that MLS has this, you know, I, I was out there and when I was at the Commanders selling, we're trying to sell shows to like Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some successful, some not, but like here, the fact we've got Apple TV as a platform for distribution is incredible. So the, and the audience, number one. Two, yes, we, I have massive plans to be expanding our, the, the category content that we're going to be distributing on there. And that will be everything from the off-field stuff as well as on-field stories. So, you know, thinking branching into the categories such as like the fashion, the cars, the food, but connecting our players through that and expanding um, at least our cultural relevance on that platform with that, the content we're, we're putting out. So that's going to be, that is a focus of ours. And we are in development on a ton of this stuff already um, and working with Apple about like when is the right time we can start to expand our channel with this fresh content. So yeah, there's going to be tons more of that coming through, which I'm honestly excited about because it means I don't have to go out and try and sell to all these other networks or brands or uh, sorry, platforms. Um, sneak peek, yeah, we, we are in the process of creating a docu-series right now, um, which really is a behind the, I hate to use behind the scenes, but it takes the cameras, the eyes, the viewers into the galaxy world really that hasn't kind of been done before. And I'm not trying to recreate a hard knocks or drive to survive that kind of thing. 
it's really it's a different take on it in a way that's um, you know, it's not sugar coating. It's not all just you know, rainbows and fairies. This is you know the, the life of what what it takes to not only run from a front office side uh, MLS team, but also the the heart, the passion, blood, sweat, tears that goes into the players as well, and the training and the coaches and everything else. So that's in development. I can't necessarily say too much more, but uh, that will is is in well, as I said, we're, we're in production on that, and hopefully we'll have more news on when we'll start to. Uh, roll that out, but it, it it will be an awesome story, and it is an awesome story we're telling, and I think it's one that should be told. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I as a fan of uh, Drive to Survive, and that you kind of told magic well, magic to my ears for that one. Not that you want to duplicate <laughs> it, but that's compelling for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because I, you know, you we watch all those programs, and it's, you take in inspiration from that, but then it's like, right, I don't want to replicate that and do mm-hmm. what I don't know Angel Cities have been doing and everything else. You know, we ha- or you know, all or all or nothing. It's not trying to replicate those. We have to find a better or deeper story that uh, is going to you know, evoke an emotion. That's, it is different. So we found an angle and I think it's working. And said like we we're developing it as we speak, and there will definitely be more to come in, in terms of when we start to roll that out. Yeah, I think I've seen some some cameras around. And by the way, if you want an idea, putting <laughs> Dayon Yovelich in a in a race car next to Billy Sharp is not like a horrible idea. I mean, you know, you can just no, go I, straight, you know, I, for that. Well, I wanted to film you guys tonight. I mean, I think, uh, Josh, I sent an email and I said, hey, can we send some cameras <laughs> That's to you? That's right. Come on over. Back, so come on up. Yeah. I, I know. I was going to say, if you need any ideas for content, there happens to be this show that comes on twice a week that's a podcast. We can talk later about that. Anyway. Uh, no. No. Well, as always, we want to thank you for stopping by. I'm sure we can have a lot more conversations. And uh, as we uh, told Tom, uh, Tom Braun, whenever he came on, uh, we'll, we'll say to you, you know, come on anytime you want. We want to discuss things. You want to talk to people. We're always happy to have you here. Um, and so we'd really love to uh, love to have you on whenever you are uh, ready to do that. All right. Would absolutely love to come back, but I don't know. Take Tom over me though; he's way smarter and he's, he's amazing. So uh, yeah, I think you're going to get a lot more better you're, conversation you're, out of. You're part I'd of the, you're part of the triumvirate, all right. You're part of the uh, three on the business side. I saw the press release. I saw the picture. Right there was you yeah, and awesome. the, yeah, I saw it. It was all there. So <laughs> well, I, yeah, I got called a uh, uh, what was it, diehard villain. So um, that was you know, uh, I, I think it was cold some ways but yes i was the diehard villain out of the three but yeah yeah, yeah. Got, gotta love the uh the internet will so uh <laughs> appreciate that thank you again for coming on we'll uh, we'll talk to you real soon all right thanks again Speak all right to you soon. there we go there thanks, it goes will. will misslebrook the uh chief uh, what is it chief op it's not chief operating chief I creative keep, chief and creative brand and brand officer it's chief creative officer so he's cco and he's also chief brand officer so he's cbo as well there's a lot of a lot of acronyms back there. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, OK, you know, we didn't talk about it. Seattle went through their minimal sort of minimalist rebrand. Now, people are going to say, don't do that with the L.A. Galaxy. I'd also like to point out that Seattle has changed their logo a lot over the years. Right. They have not sort of really settled and, and cemented and cemented activity. because yeah. it's been, you know, it was the NASL days. It was like all these other things. They've been so many different things. Um, I think it might even be PDL. Like they've been through 17 well, different le- leagues throughout 1978. The, the right? is it 78? Is, yeah. Yeah. Well, 74. Yeah. So it's the irony of, you know, it being a 1996 league and they they're they're boasting 1974 on their in their crest. So it's kind of one of those things. And even with the minimalist piece, I think, you know, <laughs> the Space Needle, you could say that that's anything that could be a, a graphic company. That can be a tech company like it just the Space Needle doesn't scream. <laughs> it, doesn't scream, it doesn't scream Seattle to you, though. I mean, really, it's a place it setter, scream right? Seattle. It screams Seattle. It's Seattle. This is a Seattle based thing. So it works in that regard. Right. But uh, I think there's 
there's a push for a lot of these, uh, you know, clubs to be brands and to be known globally. And I think sometimes, you know, that big swing I don't, is, uh, are the Seattle Sounders going to be a global brand where you don't need to have, you know, Sounders or Seattle somewhere on there. You know, you probably don't because you have the, the space needle there, right. but maybe Sounders feel like a word mark wouldn't kill them there in that regard. I, you know, the, the bottom line is I still don't know what a sounder is. So as far as I'm concerned, you can call them whatever you want. They're the Seattle team, right? Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah. But, but he did say it. He doesn't think that a, a rebrand is coming in. He, he mentioned the the crest is iconic. It's kind of speaks for itself. And it's funny because as he was going on, he was kind of answering the questions that I had prepared. Right. I know. I was, <laughs> Already I like, not leaning on the history, kind of moving yeah. forward. What's, what's the next step? You know, not going away from the brand that's so recognizable and iconic that there's not, there's not a need to to refresh it or rebrand it and how that's different. I think some people connect the dots with the commander's rebrand that happened while he'd be coming in to do a rebrand. So I think a lot of those people who were maybe maybe worried about that, I think that may be settled uh, a little bit of that anxiety down. Certainly, but I think there's a refresh coming. I mean, I think, I think there is a difference though between a refresh and a rebrand. But, but I mean, you know, you could, you could change the, the, the font on the crest, right? You could do stuff like that and technically it wouldn't be a rebrand. It would be a refresh, right? Like much like Seattle did, which was very Mm -hmm. much, I mean, Seattle, refresh. Seattle, Seattle did a refresh, a modern mm-hmm. sort of refresh. And not different colors. It's not way off from what it was. Yeah, no new name. And and if you own a house, right, you have you occasionally, like every you know, 15 years or so, you have to redo the kitchen, right? You have to. You can't yeah. the kitchen's old now, right? It's been lived in. It's been <laughs> it's la it's 15 years old style, right? All the things that were in then are not in anymore, right? Yeah. Sort of stuff. So it, it's interesting to see that. Just the big thing with the galaxy, of course, is just the the global reach of the brand. And so that's why trying mm-hmm. to change too much of it could alienate you sort lose of that it. reach. Yeah. You, you yeah. lose everything that's been created over the last, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, 20 plus years because really, you know, what what's recognizable is since the 07. Yeah, it was 07. That's the global yeah. brand. Yeah. I was trying to go back and be, I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, man, they have, you know, relatively unchanged. Well, not really. I mean, you know, they, about halfway through, they decided the, mm-hmm. to, to re to change things up whenever Beckham came in, but it was sort of iconic and, and, and sort of the way it is. Anyway, big, big shout out to Will. He can, he yeah. can come on. Actually, I'll just give him your spot, Eric. I mean, he, yeah, he can come on and, and talk well, for, for the he, whole time. He mentioned it. I mean, I wasn't going to address the elephant in the room, the diehard, you know, villain piece, you know, in terms of looks, you could do a lot worse. Again, we're talking about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. You do a lot worse than Will Mil- Will Misselbrook as well. So again, if he replaced me, I get it. I, I understand. You understand you know, the accent. Okay, the lo- I, it's fair. Okay, you, know, you have to you have to know know your strengths and know when to walk away. I understand. Very good. Um, very good. Somebody, Steve Carrillo goes, my poor 1991 kitchen. Yeah, I know. I know. Steve. He's got the drapes. It, Steve, Steve still got the drapes up there. I know he's, it. He's got some shag carpeting in there from like the eighties still like that <laughs> 78, right? 78 was real. The orange or the green shag carpeting. That's how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you look at things, and I think that Darren sort of brings this up, it's the poor performance that has lost more support than than the brand. Yeah. The brand doesn't feel old, um, but it well, needs, it needs it needs something. But also, Galaxy should start winning, and then then that will also help. You know? Yeah, <laughs> not to to quote someone who's not very popular right now, but yeah, winning fixes everything. If when you're winning. The, the brand doesn't it's, it doesn't matter as much. Right. When you look at the Inter-Miami uh, brand, is the Inter-Miami brand fantastic? Or do they benefit from having Lionel Messi and going on that stretch, stretch of wins? That probably made more of a difference than the Inter-Miami brand on itself. But to your point, w- what we've been saying often on this show for the last 
three or four years is the part that the galaxy is getting right is the behind the scenes, the collaborations with different, you know, you know, DGK with the skateboards, with the gazelles, with the Adidas and shoes and all those things, those collaborations and the creative, the brand piece is working really well. It's just the on the field that makes it stink. And I think oftentimes people mix those two and and rightfully so the, the brand is of a soccer team. So when the soccer team is not playing well, of course, that's going to impact it. But I, I, you know, I have to tip my cat to the creative team because I feel like, you know, it's, it hasn't been bad. The the galaxy have have been putting out good things. Can things always be improved and move forward? Of course. But I don't think the galaxy has been a dumpster fire in that regard. And I think as long as that just keeps moving forward, I think they'll keep, they'll keep me happy at least. I'm telling you that Austin, that Austin video that they did and put out is had a different feel to it, had a different vibe. And I, that's why I wanted to ask because it felt different. Well, we also noticed whenever Will came in and things sort of started after Chris Klein was let go and that type of thing, you, you sort of you felt this little shift in some of the social media. You felt the shift in sort of some of the things that were being presented and you go back and you listen to Will. So the storytelling part, right? The passion, yeah. the emotion, you got to dive into that. And I feel like the galaxy have sort of been keeping that at arm's length for whatever reason. Um, and so you, you see that a little bit better. But before we get too far away from anything, we were talking about iconic brands. We were talking about iconic LA Galaxy brands, and MLS decided to put out a contest about the best third kits ever. And one uh, one evening in twenty, let's see, twenty eleven, uh, it was. Here we in, go. The story. Yes. So, here, drink. Get ready to here, drink, folks. Here we go. Uh, this story in two thousand eleven. Uh, I was invited to the top of the Grammy Museum in downtown Los Angeles. It was the summer. It was a gorgeous evening. Uh, we were out there on top of this rooftop bar, uh, walking through Landon Donovan, Greg Berhalter. Yeah, Greg Berhalter. Uh, actually, that was the night that Greg Berhalter told me that that was probably going to be his last year and that he was going to be done. It's also the night that I got to see Mike McGee and apologize for being uh, for saying that he was the worst player ever, because up until that point, I had been doing that, um, which if you were there at that time, there was a reason and then it was it was nice to be wrong about all of that and, and yeah. go into it. Right. And so I went up to Mike and he was like, he cracked up. He thought it was great. You know, the whole deal. But on that on that misty evening uh, in the summer, uh, the L.A. Galaxy re, uh, laid out their 2011 2012 third kit. Uh, it is the most iconic, I think, L.A. Galaxy kit. Now, certainly you have the early 96, 97, 98s with the stripes and everything there. Gorgeous, gorgeous kits and the whole deal. But in terms of the modern LA Galaxy, the 2007, the rebrand, everything that sort of happened with David Beckham coming in, this was the kit. And if you have this kit in your closet, you know. You, I, somebody yeah. asked if I have one. I said, I have two. I have two sitting there. Now, it's hard to find authentics because they didn't make any authentics. So you ha- either, usually they're like player issue if you have them, right? That, that type of thing. But if you have it, it is the black and gold, right? And technically it wasn't black. It was Punjab blue. blue. Yeah, it was Punjab blue, which was the actual <laughs> name of the color, right? So a dark, 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 dark blue. Um, in this and so they put it up and it had to go against Kansas City's rainbow kit and I was like please don't don't that's child's play compared to what the LA Galaxy <laughs> pulled off in this uh, and as as is always uh, two almost 200,000 people saw the tweet a little over 8,100 total votes uh, but Galaxy fans got their say in there once again in the LA Galaxy's 2011-2012 uh, sort of the blue and gold or the dark 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 blue and gold kit came out of, uh, of this and was the winner so uh, the LA Galaxy got to Drop the mic a little bit, Eric. Uh, uh, good thoughts about this kit. I mean, this is still yeah, it's, it's 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 an iconic LA Galaxy kit. It's it's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, it's it's just when you 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 kind of hit the nail on the head. 
when the rebrand happened with, with David Beckham and kind of that initial, you know, refresh or whatever you want to call it, that became a, the galaxy became a global icon with this kit. This felt like the Hollywood LA, the glitz, the glamor, it had those pieces. And I think the galaxy, because their colors are, are blue, white, and gold, they're calling this Punjab blue, but for all intents and it's purposes, black. it was, it's a black kit. <laughs> right. And, and, and the part that is, that's spoiled and we'll address the elephant in the room is that this kit, when you wear it around now, if you have to do a double take, you're like, wait, is this person wearing a black and gold Jersey to a LA galaxy game? And you kind of have to do a double take and make sure that it's the right crest on that Jersey. Uh, and so that that's, that's the one bummer about this kit is it probably can't be beloved as much because of the colors. But when you look at it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful kit, you know, the, the way it's designed, you, the, the player issue around that time, the Adidas was doing this thing where they had like the muscle shirt right. uh, style jerseys. So I think you're almost better off if you have the replica, yeah. you know, for the average <laughs> Joe who's walking around, uh, t- to wear this Jersey around. And it's just, I what else can I say? It's a great looking kit. I, I am going to zag slightly and that, <laughs> Uh, another online poll and of course the la galaxy and their fan base come through and that's the Ga- la galaxy coming on top win again it's just la galaxy yeah, it's, it's, it's what we do it's but I, I will say if you take away it, it's just a, a punjab it's a dark blue shirt right. with gold stripes so there's not a lot going on nope. with it so what what it what it has is the simplicity and the herbalife logo in this case in this version doesn't distract too much from the jersey but if i had my pick there are other jerseys that i think are more creative more interesting and so i if the galaxy didn't win this contest i wouldn't have been that heartbroken or that upset because the shirt itself there's it's it's pretty plain it's pretty simple it but is. when you see it in person you get it like there's this one the pictures really don't do justice to it when you see it in person is where you see okay this jersey is stylish it's it makes you say wow it's it's impressive as a jersey aficionado uh i you know i'm happy to see that the galaxy came up on top and i think while other i wouldn't have been upset if other another kit won uh, i think it's a deserving winner i i think it's hard to argue against it when you see especially the other options that i I like the revolution kit right we're it's apples and oranges (laughs) when you're when you're comparing well i mean it's very uh, side by side it's very like you know that that revolution is very like sort of pre mls 2.0 right yeah it's it's, it's the fun part right yeah those 90s right and the rest of them are sort of just like you know these are these are good kids by the way was that new york city who had that green kit get that out of here is that why how did that make the top four again maybe just because they're in new york but that is not a good looking kit also shout out Chris Birchall makes an appearance on the uh, on the on the graphic Chris Birchall they pulled out of Tr- Trinidad and Tobago International Tr- Chris Birchall uh, and then David Beckham had a little tiny picture uh, but big big picture for Chris Birchall uh, <laughs> whenever he came in so that but then you know not to just let this sort of sit there um, as a win uh, one prominent LA Galaxy employee decided to just drop the hammer a little bit longer uh, we go to a tweet from Mr. Joe Totino that came out today. He goes, this kit was so good, it became someone's identity, right? Just a little, remember remember where <laughs> you've been, folks. Remember, yeah. where you, remember where you're going. Remember where you've been. Don't forget your history, because when you forget your history, you look like a moron. So there's a lot of morons up the road sometimes that forget that there's a league sometimes. before. Oh, yeah, I was, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> that forgot there was a whole league of, out of this, and that born out of this kit really was the colorway for yeah, LAFC. I mean, it, it's the same shirt in look so at, many ways. 
listen to what I just said. It's the glitz, it's the glamour, it's Hollywood, it's LA. It is. I think when you talk about brands, what they were trying to capture down the road was that. And so it's not a shock that they went in. And I, I didn't want to spoil. I figured you, we had that tweet lined up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to spoil. But yeah, basically yeah. it spurned the identity of another club, which is, you know, it is what it is. Sorry, it's just there. It's there. I mean, there's pictures of it. I was there when it got released. (laughs) There's proof. There's proof. You know, it's like, look, I can, I see the globe right there. Let's see. Fun, uh, other fun things that happened on the rooftop. They had a fashion show on the rooftop with the players walking on a stage on the, on top of the Grammy Museum. Um, So they did that to sort of show off the kits. Afterwards, they were all standing around and they were talking like you were just out. And so you could just go stand and talk and mingle with people. This is like early LA Galaxy days where like season ticket members would be invited to these things and it was just, you just mim- mingled with all the players. It wasn't a big deal. Remember when a jersey launch was a fun time? Yeah. Hey, man, good times, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think this year maybe maybe they can take take some notes from that uh, that particular event. Tough, it's tough to be in that corner that they were in, right? I think we said that whenever we did it, but it, 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 was, it, was, it was a it tough was bad. cut. I, it, I recognize that. I'm making light of it. Yeah. But it was bad, right? So that type of thing. Um, let's see. I told you, Greg Berhalter, uh, Landon Donovan when saddled up to the bar. I walked up. He was talking to one of my friends whenever I came up. And so I, I said hi real quick. And uh, and we were joking. Hey, can we buy you a drink? Tricks for free. Um, we're like, hey, can we buy you a drink? And he goes, he goes, no, I only drink water. He goes, he goes, whenever you're at a public event and like somebody like me who's a soccer player, I can only drink water because if I drink any anything else, right? Somebody will say, if I have a bad game, you know, over the weekend, they're going to yeah. say it's because he was, well, I saw him drinking at the, at the bar. Yeah, he's not at taking the, care of his body. He's not taking care of his body. And it's you temple. know, how many people in the, in the chat room, in the discord did that just trigger? Because that's all we ever see, right? They're all like, oh, wait a minute. I wouldn't have done. Yes, you would have, you would have done that hundred percent. So, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think, I think those were the, the major sort of takeaways from all of that, right? Was, uh, Greg yeah. Berhalter telling us that, telling me he was going to retire, that it was his last season. And then, uh, and then it was, uh, Landon Donovan drinking water at the bar. Yeah. It was, it was and Mike McGee, you know, getting a kick out of it but you got to remember at the time mike mcgee was not mike mcgee you know he 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 hadn't quite become to become mike mcgee like the mr november the the mr november part of that like just hadn't kicked in yet right or mr october is mr november because everything was later then uh that's good some super chats because we had him scott five dollar super chat scott hope you're doing well by the way before we get to yours uh he he gives everybody a public service announcement i like this because you know what we need to be reminded guys go get checkups every year and listen to your body. Scott battling with uh, with cancer. We know that. So Scott, keep it up, buddy. We, we know you're hanging in there and uh, we appreciate, as always, your support. Uh, and uh, and if we're here for entertainment, uh, then then hopefully we can help you get through that a little bit. Uh, Eric appreciate gave it, you, Scott. Keep fighting. Eric gave us a $5 super chat, but not you. It was yeah. a different Eric with a K. I don't know I if you want to fight him later, but that's fine. You know what? If, if you get a super chat with a K is the correct spelling. That's how you do it. Yep. He goes, uh, Eric goes, remember, uh, Golden State used to really suck. Then they're number one. Right. Like, again, this is cycles, cycles up yep. and down, you know, up and down, round <laughs> well, and round like a carousel, you know. And to, the, and to that point, Golden State had this, you know, Golden Gate Bridge logo that was buried for a while. And then it comes back and all of a sudden, what a, what a great looking jersey. And it's like, is it a great looking jersey or is it because, you know, they're winning all these games and, you know, they use they use the same logo, you know, back from the 70s. So g- great point by Eric there. Uh, another $2 super chat from Eric in there as well. I think Eric forgot to type his second question in there. but uh, in, th- in true Eric fashion. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. Very in. <laughs> I like it very much. Um, 
All right, let's get to the standings a little bit and talk just uh, again, because we were sort of hinted, we were talking about it before, but where did the LA, I mean, it's crazy to think that we're still talking about the playoffs. The Galaxy are in 13th place. We talked about how there's only three spots up for grab in the Eastern Conference, but yet basically eight spots up for grab in the Western Conference. Not really, because you know that LAFC, Seattle, Houston, those guys are probably going to lock stuff in, especially Houston with the way they're playing. Quite honestly, Portland is well on their way to locking something in, especially with four wins in a row. So Portland is sort of in that as well but where are the opportunities i think dallas is borderline i think san jose is borderline i think vancouver could still be borderline just in terms although they play well enough the bottom line is like we've been saying all season eric there is a log jam here it's mediocrity and it's not going to settle itself out until these teams run out of games that's going to be what settles all this out and and we're we're getting close to running out of games you know look at games played 31 for some of these teams there's only three more games uh for for those particular clubs at the beginning of the season, I think with the addition of St. Louis, I, I didn't quite know how to measure this because then when Nashville was in their conference and then they moved out of the conference, it's always tough to judge where the points are going to land. So we were talking and we were saying 42, 43, but you look at where Houston is sitting in fourth place with 43 points uh, with four games to go. It almost feels like teams overperformed this season. There wasn't, you know, uh, teams, one team that was just kind of taking all the punishment. That team was Colorado, but there's not like two teams on the bottom right. where you can kind of level it out. It seems like everyone's, you know, kind of taking points from each other and the teams, you know, that are in that range are outperforming, you know, themselves. So it doesn't seem like 42 or 43 is going to be enough, especially when you look in that San Jose, Dallas, you know, Kansas City range. It looks like it might need to be 45. Uh, you know, that seems to be like it's going to be the magic number. So when you look at the Galaxy on 34 points, can they get, you know, three wins out of their last five to get those 12 points uh, and then get help on top of it? Because they play Portland, they play Minnesota, so and they play Real Salt Lake. So that's that's going to be the difference maker where you're able to make up those six-point differences. Uh, so I, I think they're going to need, you know, 11 or 12 points if they're going to make the playoffs. I think 45 is going to be the new magic number. Well, and depending, again, depending on what happens this weekend, Galaxy could win and they move nowhere. You know, like, yeah. it, 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 you know, you're sort of you're sort of in that zone as well. You do need the help. Um, I still think that, by the way, you win the next five games and you make the playoffs like that to me is, is like, <laughs> duh. Right. That's still. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, well, yeah the Greg Vanny, that's what he's known for. These five game winning. <laughs> yeah, We didn't ask for three. Right. Just tell him we're skipping through. Yeah. We're just going straight to five. Right. That's what you. That's the problem. We've been saying you get a three game winning streak. And he says, no, guys, I'm going to get a five game winning streak. And then we could just forget about the three games. I, That's I, how that works, I, right? I, I ask people in the LA Galaxy front office if they just go up to tell... This This is kind of... Like, sometimes you just need to give permission for people to do things. Like, they don't realize that mentally it's holding back. I go, somebody should just walk up to Greg and go, I give you permission to win three games in a row. Just just go ahead. Just put it in the just universe. Put, yeah, I like just, it. Yeah. Just put it out there, right? You know, that type of thing. So, um, so that's where the Galaxy sits, sort of in that range. You look at the LA Galaxy's uh, schedule coming up, and that's... Interesting as well, if I can just figure out where I put that schedule graphic. One of those graphics is definitely the schedule, but n- one of them is not the schedule. And you just have to find Wait for it. the one. Wait for it. Eric, it's like I deleted it. Sometimes I think... Would you like me to read the schedule? You can. I Because I don't have it. Yeah, go ahead. Have... Go ahead. If, if... No, I said I don't have oh, it. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. <laughs> I usually put it in my notes and I'm looking through and I'm like, no, that is not in my notes. Did they, so good times. Did they delete it from both of our computers at the same time? I don't it must believe be, this. It must be one of those things. I, if only we had an internet connection. But going, let's go back to Apple TV while we vamp and kind of figure this out. You mentioned the the uh, prepping 
and have this Austin video. If, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go check out the Austin video. But <laughs> leading up to this, the prepping for the previous or the upcoming game, it was usually Kobe Jones or Joe Titino sitting down with a player like a one-on-one interview, which is fine. But <laughs> with a 34-game season, that kind of got old and repetitive. So this was a breath of fresh air to kind of see, ooh, there's some narrative, there's some storytelling with what's going on, uh, you know, <laughs> with, with what's happening on Apple TV. So if you haven't checked it out, I think I filibustered for enough time. Do you have the schedule? Because if not, I have it. I, yeah, I have it. I was. I, okay. I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm actually trying to put it up on the screen as well. So uh, go ahead. You can start, and I will. Uh, <laughs> I will. I will pop it up on the screen. I think. So th- they have Portland obviously coming up uh, this weekend, and then uh, they're going to go away to Seattle at Lumen Field. Then they're going to go away to Allianz Field, a midweek game uh, at Minnesota, and then they'll finish with a two-game home stretch against Real Salt Lake. And then, uh, again, Decision Day against Dallas. Decision Day versus a Texas team, what can possibly <laughs> go wrong? So that's the part that makes me nervous. But going back to my point about Austin being an opportunity to pick up points on the road, I think either that Seattle or that Minnesota game, they, they need to get three points on one of those. And that's that could be the, the huge difference maker. I think Minnesota, <laughs> you don't want to look past Seattle. Uh, but if, if you can somehow kind of save your energy or do what you need to do, because Minnesota is in the way, they need to leapfrog them. I think that's the one that you maybe want to circle, you know, with red pin and see this is the game that we're going to be able to make up the difference. Because then you're at home for those last two and you just need to handle your business. And I think that the, this Galaxy team is capable of doing it. They haven't shown that they could do it, but they, they are capable of doing it. I, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, you know, if they're able to handle those last two games at home comfortably. Do you want to hear about Ricky Poosh from Greg Vanny today? Because that's sort of I, on everybody's everybody's mind, right? I was going to say, I've only been checking his Instagram updates. And based on that, it's it's not looking pretty. So he'll, yeah, he'll I'd ne- love to hear an alternative take. He'll never walk again, according to his Instagram updates. I told everybody, <laughs> chill out. Like, you know, I, I know Mike Gray was on there and he was like, he was going, oh man, it looks really bad. Look, he's got his anchor. I'm like, this is all called treatment. You guys are getting like the first... We wait for players almost every game, especially at this time of year, because they're getting treatment, right? Yeah. Like they're like, hey, we got to go. These guys are all injured. They're all beat up. They've had a lot of games this year. They are tired. The schedule is condensed. They played in League's Cup as well. They had the U.S. Open Cup games. All this stuff is starting to lead. And then with the Galaxy and their season ending injuries, the bench has gotten a little shorter, right? So all these guys are out there battling their butts off trying to stay healthy. I mean, the good news is they got like Billy Sharp who came in off a of preseason who doesn't have, you know, any pre-existing injuries coming in. He can <laughs> yeah. get ba- banged up. And then of course he runs into a pole in his first play. Of his that. opening. That, that's yeah. that's going to be his, his moment of legends for sure. Do, do you because, remember yeah, that? That's you, a great way to introduce yourself. Do you remember the angels sign Mo Vaughn? And then like the first game, like every, this was a big deal for a big first baseman move on while the angels are really going after it. And in the first game, he went to catch a foul ball and fell down the dugout steps and like hurt himself like that sort of like, that's what Billy Sharp was whenever he ran to the pole. I'm like, no, he's going to move on himself. No, he's been fine. Um, by the way, uh, super chat some more Gary, uh, $2 super shot. Thanks for the pod guys. We greatly appreciate it. Philip has a good one on $5 super chat. We could win six out of the next five games and still be in 13th place. Uh, correct. Philip, I appreciate the super chat, but the, the math is not working out for me, my friend. <laughs> um, last was optimism. Hello, gents. I think Ellie Galaxy can survive two more draws and win three cross fingers for Pooj and Doug. Yeah. We, the, a return of Doug needs to happen here as well. Yeah. And then Darren gave us a $10 super chat. Thank you for that. Darren, as far, 
frustrating as the last X years. How many years has it been? Right? Uh, have been. <laughs> you put two X's. I don't know that it's been a decade, but maybe it, it has. It, you could it, say it feels you could too say long. Ten years. It feels too long. Uh, I still look forward to COG twice a week. Thanks for the work you do. I'm sure, it's not easy as you make it look. Oh no, super easy. I just I just roll up here in my PJs and <laughs> get it done. Say, didn't you see that you know excellent work that we did to get the schedule pulled up? Oh hey, guess what. I, fa- I found the schedule. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There's it like, was see, there the whole time. It was time. there the whole time, and I found it. It was just uh, hidden over on the, the right calls hand from side. coming from inside the house. Uh, the whole time. Uh, let's hear from Greg Vanny on Ricky Pooh. Here we go. Hold on. Give me give me a second. Let me turn the volume up. There we go. Positive news. <laughs> let's try to get. See? see an ankle sprain. Um, it's the positive news. It's not a high ankle sprain. It's just kind of day to day. So we're uh, today managing him inside. Uh, he's doing a lot of work to try to get the swelling down. He's doing some work uh, on uh, some of our modified training tools to try to, again, just get the swelling out. doesn't have a lot of pain, so tomorrow he'll be on the field and we'll see um, we'll see how far along he is and how ready he might, he might be for the weekend. So uh, we remain optimistic to see where we're at. So, But this is it's planned today that he wouldn't be out in training and that he, he's doing his work inside. All right, there you go. So Ricky Poosh, plan train. It's so not a high ankle sprain. I'm sorry. There's always cars and trucks in the back of the LA Galaxy every single time. <laughs> I I know. Um, so Ricky Poosh, not a high ankle sprain. That's the positive news. Uh, they're just trying to get the swelling down. Greg Vanny says there's not a lot of pain with it right now, which is, again, good news. Mm-hmm. Um, because this feels like it's something that's going to be pain management more than anything, right? Because basically, you already sprained the ankle. It is an ankle sprain, right? And it was because of the tackle that happened and everything else that's sort of been going on. He's already been playing injured with sort of the, gro- the groin injury as well, right? So he had all this other stuff that was sort of in there. Um so now you sort of get him into the into the spot where if he shows up and he performs, then he shows up and he performs. I'll tell you, and Greg says it later on. He goes, he goes. Did you think about taking him out during the game last time? He goes, I thought about taking him out like every five minutes, right? Like the whole deal. And like <laughs> yeah. he, so and, did everyone else, right? By the way, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he goes, he goes. I went through a lot of emotions trying to figure out when he needed to come out, when he didn't need to come out, whether he was still affecting things, if he was affecting things positively or negatively. Um, you know, the the whole deal. And so uh, eventually, he did get pulled out, and he tried to give Greg goes. I really wanted to give him about ten minutes with you know the two forwards to see if we could unlock something. Um, you know that didn't happen. And we pulled him out and then Johnny Perez, everybody sort of says you should put Johnny Perez in earlier. I'm telling you that the timing on that probably worked just perfect, yeah. you know, and I, I'm proud of how Johnny Perez performed, but let's not, let's not act like it's a one for one swap. I, but I, I will say it was a heroic performance from Pooj from when he got stepped on. I thought he was done. I thought he was going to come off the field, but when he was limping around, but just the fact that he was able to play through it, uh, to play through the pain, kind of figure it out that showed that he's already played on the injury, uh, obviously you can. I was going to say it's not going to get more sprain, but I, it can get more sprain. You can make it a high ankle sprain. You right. can turn around and make it worse. But he, he seemed to manage the pain and didn't want to come out. Signaled to Vanny that he didn't want to come out. So he seems like he's going to be, you know, a tough player. And I think when you look at the playoff run and what they need, especially with results at home, they need Ricky Push. And so if you have to tape that thing until it basically becomes a hard cast. And, you know, whatever, uh, you know, the athletic team has to do, you know, go, like you said, off air, we were saying varsity blues, you know, whatever cortisone shots or you have, you know, to to numb the pain and make it all go away so he can get through those 90 minutes. I think you have to deal with it. And he should probably he's probably game for that. He probably wants to play. Um, And I don't think the quality, the quality of play suffered a little bit, but it wasn't 
I, it wasn't worth subbing him off. I think you still need him. If the Galaxy want to succeed, they need Ricky Pooja on the field. So uh, I, I like what Lasso's optimism put. He said half a Ricky is better than most of MLS. So I, I'd co-sign. Uh, the Galaxy on half a Ricky is still a good time. Half a Ricky sounds that, like that sounds like it sounds a, like a it's not a, a yeah, it's not yeah. a good thing. I don't, I don't like have, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have <laughs> it. Made me uncomfortable. Wendell, don't stick that needle in your knee. What is the? Is that what that? That's I think his name was Wendell, right? Wasn't the guy from Varsity Blues? He's sitting there and they're getting <sighs> ready to stick right. his stick his the needle in his knee. Wendell, don't don't stick. It's something else because it was a it was a black eye and a black eye would never be named Wendell, right? They can't. They can't. And it does take place in Texas, my friend. Okay. All right. True enough. So, uh, just say no. <laughs> just say no. I like that. That's uh That's good. All right. Um. No. So. So there's that. Now there's the update on Douglas Costa as well. Douglas Costa. Greg Vanny said, trained fully yesterday. Trained fully today. He will be a part of uh, the action on Saturday. That doesn't mean he starts. Um, but I'm also thinking that Greg's hiding that a little bit. If you fully train and you're fully trained and everything's fine and you don't have any issues, I wouldn't be surprised if Douglas Costa starts, um, in this game against Portland. And that would be a nice yeah. thing to be a surprise, right? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you'd be like, Oh, surprise, you know, that type yeah. of thing. You know, it's <laughs> like whenever Douglas Costa was on the bench for LAFC, that was that game where you were sort of like, is he going to play? And you knew that Trundle was also thinking, is he going to play? And yeah. how am I going to counter that whenever he comes in? And I need to make subs that make sure I'm accounting for him coming in. And then they never played him. He was, he was a decoy on that one. Um, yeah, that, that, that's the one thing talking about players that were missed, you know, in this last stretch of games in particular, that LAFC game, uh, you know, they need Doug, they need Doug back out there the way, the way he was contributing. And it, it's, he's going to get a little bit of hate, because you see how Ricky played through the injury and because his is a shoulder injury and not a foot injury, you know, you would think he'd be able to play through it, but you got to think the running that's involved and you know, the type of injuries he's had, it's, it's not a, it's not a one for one that you can compare the thing. But I think Doug is in the situation where we, we need to do what we need to do to get him on the field. And if, if he's able to participate in training, then you need him at least at home to be available. And then if he needs to take the rest and, you know, not make the road trip or limit his minutes on turf, when you go away to Seattle, then maybe that's where you kind of split the difference. But I think if there's a time to push it, this is going to be the weekend for Douglas uh, to push it and to get out there because they need his contributions out on the field for sure. There's zero chance this team wins a playoff game. If it makes in the playoffs, there's just, they're going to be dead by the time they get there. I just, well, I, and you let know, us not forget that the first series is a three one there's a wild card to get in right yeah. and then the first series is a three game series yep so yeah <laughs> just making the playoffs is going to be a success if we get there with all of the injuries that have happened you can argue and i heard some other people kind of having this conversation just the fight that they've shown here towards yeah. the end yep. and the turnaround since klein out should be applauded obviously you know <laughs> with, the, with the standards that the galaxy have you don't want to you know just barely missing the playoffs. Hey, what a great season. But when you take all the things into consideration, you know, the fight that they put on, I think you can tip your cap. Uh, still be disappointed with it, but say this this was a good fight towards the end. Uh, but I, I, I'm not under the delusion that the Galaxy are going to win MLS Cup. You could say, well, you just go on a run towards the end, get peak at the right. I'm Mr. What, peak at the right time. What, what this a, team is not good. <laughs> if we're, we're seeing it peak right now. It's, it's peak performance, and and the, there's uh, the wheels are falling off. What do, what, what do we hear? The bobsled, the bobsled running. Yep, yep. Yeah, the, 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 running. the screws have popped out. You know, we're just going to carry this thing across the finish line and, and uh, get the round of applause for for just finishing the race. Cup participation trophy, right? That's 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 where you're getting, at this point. Yeah. At this point, it feels that way. Uh, certainly uh, in that. Now, also, Chris Mavinga uh, groin injury 
uh, or growing injury, according to Greg Vanny, but a gro- <laughs> groin injury. Um, and so I imagine he's going to be out. So I think you can count him out. Um, I, it's still interesting to see Zavaleta, Tony Alfaro, that type of sort of thing happen and where that's all going. Um, I'll tell you this, when you're a professional athlete, and I've talked to professional athletes for 15-something years, talking about readiness and getting ready to play and what you have to do, most of those guys, the guys who stay healthy, the guys who are really the guys who are who count on themselves to be ready game in, game out, take a tremendous amount of pride of making sure their body is ready, right? It's not up to the trainers. It's not up mm-hmm. to the other people. It is up to how I treat my body, how I recover, how I eat, how I train, and how I do everything that's good for my body. Uh, my The most recent person to that is Sasha Kleshton, who, who came out and very rarely had injuries throughout his career, right? So uh, that's a guy who prided himself on always being ready and always ready ready to go. So, um, yeah, that's sort of, I think that's the injury list right now where it stands. So you can sort of start to take your ideas of what that Portland game is going to be. Yes. That injury list on top of Chicharito and Caceres and yeah, Brugman and Neil and and Brugman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) On top of everything. Caligari. Caligari. Yeah. By the way, a whole roster of injuries. You do. You can almost have a starting 11 of, of, of in season and injuries. Um, uh, but I saw some video of, uh, Julian Araujo. Uh, did you see the video of locking him down Vinny Jr.? Yeah. What? Okay. So the funny, I was having this conversation. <laughs> I want to talk about where's this your quick. Caligari take now. No, Josh. no, no. The crazy thing is, and uh, somebody on Twitter said this too. It's like, if you just watched him now, you would think that he's a better defender than he is an offensive player. And it's like, Oh, He's growing. He's doing it right. Like, you know, you send Jules out into the world and he goes around, he makes some new friends. And he he is starting to develop that quiet defensive like feet, like just, you know, you saw Vinny. He was jumping all over the place. And yeah. Julian's like, I'm just going to I'm just going to chill out. I'm right in front of you. I have the position. You're not going anywhere. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to dive in. I'm just going to make you make mistakes. And that's what he did the whole night. And then apparently people are really taking notice. Like Barcelona fans are yeah. starting to be like, when's he coming back? Where's this guy come? Mexican national team people are happy about it. And mm. <laughs> this is why players want to go to Europe, especially at a young age, because testing yourself against Vinny Jr. is different than testing yourself every day against Kevin Cabral in training. It's a different level of quality. So it's not surprising that your defense is going to improve when you're going up against, you know, La Liga level wingers. Right. Uh, uh, you know, of course, it's a natural progression. You, you don't want to say, if, of course, because, you know, there are players who can't live up to it. But as someone who's a huge supporter of Julian and, the, you know, what he brought to the Galaxy and kind of seeing his story and knowing his right. background to see him even get an inkling of success, you know, you, you fist pump and you get excited because you really the, – the sky's the limit for a player like that. And so uh, I wish him the best and it, it, it warmed my heart to see him, uh, you know, on the big stage getting a lot of shine. Uh, on social media for his performance. It was uh, it was good. So uh, Julian Araujo doing doing good things for the LA Galaxy as a former alumni there, uh, sort of taking off a little bit. We'll see how far that scar that star rises there. All right, let's talk about it. LA Galaxy coming up against Portland Timbers on Saturday, uh, Saturday September thirtieth, seven thirty p.m. and your kickoff time is seven thirty nine p.m. So TV start time seven thirty p.m. Kickoff seven thirty nine nine minute lead in Apple TV MLS season pass. That one's behind the paywall. Uh, oh bad. Oh too sad. So bad whatever oh bad too sad too, too bad too <laughs> bad so sad either, yeah, yeah yeah that was it i'll get there eventually don't worry i have a three and a half year old who constantly is messing up sayings now and i'm not yeah. sure what they are anymore so and they speak a different language yeah <laughs> they so do I, I totally hear you yeah <laughs> they do they do uh anyway so uh la galaxy overall against portland timbers 14 8 and thir- or excuse me 14 13 and 8 as we say at eight draws in the middle 13 mm-hmm. losses uh so the la galaxy though just in the past three games undefeated against portland right 
So you look uh, a little bit earlier uh, in 2023, the zero zero draw up in Portland, right? So a big game considering where the LA Galaxy were at um, during that time. They actually got a draw there. Uh, so mm-hmm. those were big road points sort of to uh, to come up off. We look for the referees. Uh, it's going to be Joe Dickerson in there, which is you know, you don't hear a lot about Joe Dickerson, and that's yeah. probably a good thing. So um, that, that was my thing looking at it, who who's available. None of those names jump out, which is a good thing. But I did look at the the ref stats on that. Joe Dickerson calls the second most fouls per game in MLS. So he is going to be calling a lot of fouls. That, that's good. Uh, a three point or what is it? Five point zero six yellow cards per game. So expect a physical game. But I think this plays in the Galaxy's favor because when we talk about how they like to play with possession. Portland plays on the counterattack and they're dangerous on the counter. So if we have a referee who's calling a lot of fouls, I think this plays in the Galaxy's favor. Very interesting game coming up with uh, with Portland. The Galaxy are unbeaten in five straight meetings with Portland. Win three, draw two in all competitions for the second time. Win two, draw three from uh, May 2014 to June 2015. Neither team has ever gone six straight matches against the other without a loss. There you go. There's there's your rule. There there's there's the ones. Uh, thirty five <laughs> meetings. This is the one. All, yep, thirty five meetings in all competitions total. Uh, the Galaxy have avoided the uh, avoided the feat in consecutive matches despite being behind by two goals in each game. Uh, win one, draw one, including coming from three one down in the 89th minute to draw three three against Austin. It was a really late comeback, but there was also nine minutes of stoppage time in that game, so it feels like yeah. there was still a lot left in that game. Three uh, three against Austin. LA has collected an MLS high five points in matches in which it's trailed by multiple goals this season. Win one, draw two lose 10 uh not still not great i wouldn't yeah, suggest it don't go out and try it they they try to sell it like that was a good thing but then when you see that stat at the end it kind of spoils it uh the timbers have won four straight matches scoring multiple goals in all four wins the longest streak of its kind in the club's mls history portland has collected an mls high 16 points since miles joseph took over as interim manager in late august so they've got that new manager uh juice going for them mm-hmm. uh, yeah you when you it. talk about we've been talked about stats and going around the galaxy since you know klein out and since july and all these things the timbers i think you can you can carve the narrative how you want but i think that says it right there 16 points since firing their coach you know giovanni Savaresi. you thought you know Port, portland institution that if anyone's going to be safe someone like him but to see the difference you know that of these gone have their, they've started cooking it's kind of interesting uh, i think portland right now is one of the hottest teams in the league unfortunately when the galaxy are, are kind of limping into this game yeah. quite literally uh dayon jovalich came off the bench it's funny dayon scores a goal and all of a sudden we get dayon stats again uh dayon <laughs> jovalich came off the bench to score for the galaxy against austin his 10th league goal as a substitute since the start of the last season uh three more than any other player in that time the 10 goals as a substitute equals alan gordon for the most in galaxy mls history alan gordon That's- that's that's yeah. that's good good company to be around gordo you, you gotta that, love that that's surprising to me because when you think of sub goals you think of alan gordon 10 feels like a low number <laughs> for him and maybe it's just 10 for the la galaxy and right. that's why it feels that way because he did make his way to uh, quite a few uh, quite a number of clubs around mls uh but again like you said good company when you talk about super subs for the LA Galaxy, I think there's one name to pop to mind for a lot of people, and it's Alan Gordon. So just the fact that he's in there in his short amount of time with the Galaxy is impressive. So shout out to Day on there. A, a little Portland trivia that turns into LA Galaxy trivia. Anthony scored his first career MLS goal in Portland's 3-2 win over Colorado on Saturday. The 17th different Timbers player to score a goal this regular season tied with LA Galaxy, Inter-Miami, and Atlanta United for the most different scores in an MLS in 2023. So... Uh, that's that's interesting. There's 17 LA yeah. Galaxy players who have scored goals as well. Um, well, we know our strikers aren't scoring. Yeah, well, they're starting to. Can't say it anymore. They're starting <laughs> to. Billy Sharp, 
Billy Sharp uh, is is coming alive. Um, no, it, it's interesting because you went you you look at Portland. They won four in a row, and there's a I think there's a tendency certainly to look at four in a row and say, man, they've really been playing lights out. Having said that, you look at a three-two game uh, against Port uh, against Colorado in Portland, mm-hmm. right? And you then are sort of if you're just focusing in on that game, you're like, well, I mean, Colorado stretched them to sort of the brink. Yeah. You know what can the LA Galaxy do at home? But then you go look at the stats for that game, and Colorado scored two little tiny small XG goals, and Portland absolutely crushed them on <laughs> possession, on passing, on shots, on all the stuff. So it really was more of a lopsided game than the score probably says. So that. Again, it puts you sort of back in the Portland is, as you said, the hottest team in Major League Soccer right now. It's the team you don't want to play. I think the fact the Galaxy have them at home is the only sort of saving yeah, grace. That's uh, the kicker for any of this this stuff. And as you look, and again, sort of slanted because even Greg Vanny was talking about how Portland is such a different team um, under the current coach, right? That they're more aggressive. He goes, and they've always had quality. And he goes, quite honestly, the back four don't really give up that many chances. And again, you would say, well, they just gave up two goals to Colorado. Go look at those goals. Go look at the XG. Those are not high probability goals. So, so you know, there's some some luck involved in that too. But on possession wise, Galaxy have 56 during the season, 45 to, to Portland. Um, the Galaxy have more shots. Uh, the Galaxy usually get more shots on goal. Uh, the Galaxy usually have more shots uh, blocked, and then total passes is like through the roof. But again, Portland playing a little bit different. Very aggressive though. Um, their defense stays back. Yeah. Their defense does stay back, but their their uh, their up and comers, their front guys, um, are really causing a lot of problems. Really scoring a lot of goals. So um, I'm I'm sort of starting to see this. You have, you have more uptime. Spria, of course, Moreno, Anthony was was the one who scored his first goal. Uh, Acosta in there. Uh, it, it's funny because you go and look at the back line. And you're sort of like, mm, okay, what, uh, you know, where's the where's the big name, right? Where's, where's the, the beef? Where, yeah, where's the yeah. where where are they getting all this from? They, they also have a David Bingham in there, so that makes you feel a little bit better. The, the one player that's not in that lineup uh, versus Colorado was Evander. Evander is someone who's been their leading scorer right. and totally on fire and Blanco, for them, so that's another name you're going to look out for. And Blanco's not in there. He's in the he's on the subs list, so Sebastian Blanco, they're number 10, um, sort of putting in there. So, again, this is a good Portland team, the way they're playing right now. Really yeah. tall task for the LA Galaxy. Uh, I just sort of wanted to see very, very balanced against Colorado in terms of where the passes were coming and how they were sort of spreading it out. Looking at possession against Colorado, all all Portland at home. Um, I think that switches a little whenever you come play the LA Galaxy yeah. at home. So that's that maybe is a, is a little bit better uh, for some things there. Um, and then I told you about the XG. There you go. 0.4 to 2.3. Like I said, it was kind of a massacre and expected goals. Um, but that's sort of where it sits. Eric, do you have... Uh, do you have uh, what Vegas is saying? Do we have our, yeah. our ratings? I, All right, I have go for our it. Dratings.com. I, they, they're, uh, you know, the Galaxy being home, even as hot as Portland is, they're giving the Galaxy, you know, the edge. The Galaxy with a 51.6% chance to win, 24.1% chance for Portland to win, and then a 24.2% chance for a draw. Kind of interesting with the Vegas odds. The lines opened with uh, Portland as the favorite, but now if you go to work to bet on it now, uh, it'd be Portland plus 250 and the Galaxy minus 105. So the Galaxy have kind of flipped to being favorites. A lot of the action kind of going in that direction. I'd, um, I'd bet on Portland on that one. Plus <laughs> 250. For a draw. Yeah. Oh, oh, for the draw? The draw sounds, plus yeah. Plus 280. Plus 280. For a draw there. It's not a yeah, and then count. They yeah. also have the over-under set at three goals. And I think if you've watched these last few games of the Galaxy, them being gold, fe- gold fests and 
coming from behind and kind of needing the desperation, needing to kick it into extra gear, I think I'd go over three goals if you were betting on that uh, to try to make some money there. I mean, uh, let's get to this. Uh, Lasso's Optimism, $2 Super Chat. Do you try to deal a day on Jovalich next year? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think you see how next year go, goes. I think he's earned for what he's contributed. Give him another shot to see how it goes. He needs a get-right season, but I think if you see how it goes and it's not working out, you could see the them summer. maybe yeah in the summer making yeah. something uh, work out for him. But I think I think you need to give him a, a, one more fair look, <laughs> which I, I could I think that's what we're, what we're going to be seeing with uh, with Greg Vanny as well. I think if Vanny gets off to a slow start, I think his his leash has has come to an end especially with robbie Keane. you see robbie Keane's record uh over in with tel aviv it's undefeated so i think uh he's gonna be on the hot seat that's still still though i still feel the la galaxy are not gonna go to robbie Keane coming from you know tel aviv and be like (laughs) you're our next you know la galaxy coach i don't see that i'm telling you there's something there's something different anyway um we have big big news it's not a super chat but it might as well i mean he he should pay to be on this show right that's next time (laughs) next time we'll charge him that's how it goes go ahead you can read it yeah, Will Misselbrook in the chat. Thank you, Josh and Eric, for having me on the show. Real honor to chat. A massive thanks to everyone who tuned in. Your support means everything to me. I'm here for you if you want to chat more. So, there you go. Will Misselbrook, man of the people man. in the YouTube chat. It's Big brave, shout out to Will. Brave. Very brave. Very <laughs> brave. Um, all right, now let's get to this game. Must win. Can't lose. Just another Saturday night game, possibly played in the rain. Uh, right now, about a 50% chance, I think, of rain throughout the entire day. So I think I, it might be 60 on Saturday and 50 on Sunday. It's it's not high chances. I don't think, again, it's going to pour. Uh, having said that, it'll probably pour now. <laughs> yeah, so. it's not going to be a lightning storm like no, it was in Texas. No, it it's not going to be baseball-sized st- hail, right? Eric, I, I'm going to say something that I, that I think I swore I would never say. If the LA Galaxy want to make the playoffs, and if they want to do it within, uh, you know, sort of the, the easy easiest ability of their they have to win this game um does a draw put them out of it kind of depends on what the other results are but you don't want to play that game the least the the most the the least that you want to have happen is that you win and everybody else around you wins and you stay exactly the same number of points that you were with the x up with you know now four games and six points to make up right that's the worst that's the worst case scenario that you can afford to have anything else if it goes the, the problem is you're within two games right now, right? We sort of, you know, it's kind of funny, like a baseball term, but you're within two mm-hmm. games. You win two times and somebody loses two times and you can technically make up that ground. That is the most that you can hope for down a stretch of about, you know, five games for the Galaxy and about two games. Now, there's still some games in hand that the Galaxy are going to play, especially on Dallas, right? So there's some things to play in here. But all of that is sort of prefaced on the fact that they have to win against Portland. I don't, I don't see any other way. And if they don't, I'm not going to say the season's over, but the the ramp that it takes for you to get onto the on ramp to get onto the playoffs is like you know uh, 89 degrees instead of you know instead of 45 <laughs> degrees, right? You're like one degree shy of straight up. On I this was going to say 89 degrees is a pretty steep steep angle there, but but I'm with you and. I don't like to be the one that says it, I, but I'll be the guy who kind of wears it. I know Kevin on Monday mentioned, "What do you? You can't say it's a must-win game because you still have game to play." Right. But I think at home, this is a must-win. You look at the distance between the teams right now: the Galaxy on 34 points, Portland on 42. So that's an eight-point difference. 
Portland wins this game, that puts, you know, at 11-point difference and basically guarantees Portland a spot. So that's one less team that you're now battling out in the mix for. I think this is a must-win if you want to make the playoffs. Right. Uh, if you can, you know, are there still other games to play? Yes. And then could you start playing spoiler and, you know, playing for pride and, and those type of things. But I think if you want to make the playoffs, this game, this needs to be three points, uh, you know, if the Galaxy want to come out on top. It's not a six-point game because they don't have to leap Portland and that they're too far out of range, but you're basically gifting Portland one of those spots. Right. You want to take one away from them and then make it more difficult for them because if they stay on 42 and the Galaxy are able to win, you know, three or, or you know, w- three of these games and maybe a draw here or there, then they can leap Portland at the very end. Right. But this is the team that, you know, they, they need to take them out now. This is when they face them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Patrick wants to be the negative Nancy here and says the season ended six weeks ago. Now we're just playing for pride. Uh, Aaron, of course, said pride night was at least a few weeks back, maybe a few months <laughs> back. So, uh, so like I said, always, always, good always good in the chat room. Always good yeah, in the chat room. Nothing so. is over. It is not over until the fat lady sings. Well, that means Kevin Baxter, right? Until wow. he sings. Just like that. Then, huh? Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> until he sings. And quite honestly, with the LA Galaxy and the way that they're they're play- I, listen, I can't count them out. I can't say they're dead. This team is, well, it they was. Won't, they won't die. They, they won't. just won't die. <laughs> they're, like a, they're like a spider you spray with the bug spray, and you're like, yeah. oh, I got them. And then he wiggles some more, and you like, and spray him again. And up and yeah. walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, that's that's the LA Galaxy right now. Uh, Patrick says playing for pride is positive. He doesn't think it is negative. Uh, no, it's, 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 they, they, can, they can still make the playoffs. I just, what that looks like and how that goes is starting to be a much narrower window. Uh, I looked at this again. Uh, before uh, and I pull out this up, but they're at 34 points. They were six points better last year at this same yeah. juncture, right? And they were eight points better uh, in 2021 and missed the playoffs at the That's last. That's a crazy juncture. thing. 2021. Look at that graph and how that works out. That's crazy. That 2021. That was heartbreak. That was really rough. Ooh. All right. Let's uh, get predictions guaranteed, guaranteed to, to be, be wrong. wrong. Yes. Uh, I, 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 go. I predicted it. That's going to be a goal fest. We've seen a lot of goal fests lately. Uh, bet the over more than three goals. I say the Galaxy win and a must win three to two. Five goals in this. I game. was going to say three two. That just seems like that's how it's <laughs> it going to be. Because like, Portland's going to score. This you know Portland's going gonna... to score, but the Galaxy has has shown that fight, so you know that they're going to get their goals too. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't. You know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's that's the I, analysis. I, yeah. That's your name of the episode right yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's just uh, you know, it, this team is weird, and every time I think I figured them out, somebody gets injured, and I, I just wonder what you would be looking at if you know you still had Brugman, still had Caligari, um, maybe even Casares in there, and and yeah. maybe what the summer would look like differently, going after some different guys in that way too, knowing that you still had those guys sort of you know set as your. Yeah, I, I hate playing that game. You know, it hurts. Healthy, it hurts healthy, too much. Yeah, I know. But I, when you list those names, you're telling me one of those draws couldn't have been flipped. You know, two of those draws could have been flipped. One of those losses could have been a draw. That's four or five points, and that that's huge. That makes all the difference to where they're sitting right now. So I'm, you know, don't want to play those games, but I agree with you, it especially matters. when you read through that list. Yeah, it matters. All right, uh, again, LA Galaxy to hosting the Portland Timbers coming up on Saturday, September 30th. Uh, that is a 7.30 p.m. TV time, 7.39 kickoff time. So again, nine-minute lead-in. Uh, the LA Galaxy looking to stay alive in the playoffs, at least stay pace with Dallas, who is six points away from that last position. Maybe move out of 13th place. You never know. It could happen. 
happen. Austin loses the galaxy win. Suddenly they're in 12th place. Then crazy things happen. Um, but I, I do believe that like we should just throw a party as soon as they actually get out of 13th place, whether that's, you know, to, <laughs> down to 14th or up to 12th. I think that there something has to be have has to happen um, yeah. on all the, of that. All right. We, we referenced F1 earlier. This is the time push, push, keep pushing. This is the time to start passing people and figure it out. So, Hopefully, you know, with results going their way, they can make some of these pushes. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we're going. All right. Uh, I think that uh, does it. Eric, anything else you want to get to? Oh, I do. No. I, I do have something. Sorry. I just Nobody going want to shout out Will Misselbrook. Yeah. Thanks that, for coming on. I think he was a uh, gave, gave some great answers there uh, from AFJA. Wanted to remind everybody um, that the AFJA Papusa truck with a purpose will be on the concourse this Saturday. It will be at the remainder of the games this season. So if there's a home game, the Papusa truck is there. Uh, Steve, shout out over at AFCHA. We, we love you, bud. And, and thanks for, uh, thanks for, for uh, sending me a note, making sure I said that. So I'm glad I got it in. So remember, the Papusa truck is going to be there. All right? It, it, apologies if I missed it. Were they gone? Were I, I, they it just, are they back? Like it's just, just nice that they're there. I think they're you know midweek games that type of thing. Oh, there's no, they're not going to be there for midweek games, but okay, they're gotcha, here for the gotcha, rest gotcha. of the rest of the time. So, um, yeah. yeah. So everybody, shout uh, out to shout out to Afja, always doing great things. Yeah. By the way, people are asking for Tony Alfaro update. As far as I know, he's not injured. That's as far as I know. I can't tell you anything else because <laughs> really we don't get a lot of that. And for Mutatu updaters get. Blocked. I was going to say that that's that's the fact that that's still a question is kind of incredible. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I too want to thank uh, Will Miswork for coming on. That was great, Will. We appreciate it. And again, uh, invitations always open. So anytime you want to come on, you know where to find me. Um, and we'll we'll gladly have you on uh, again. All right. Uh, Eric, tell people where they can find you and we'll get on out of here. Let's go. All right. For reals this time, as always, you can find me on everything at hammer EV nine. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now threads. That's at hammer EV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter at Jay Guessman, at galaxy podcast, at galaxy podcast on threads, corner of the galaxy.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all those fun places, anywhere you find a podcast, you can find us corner of the galaxy. Been around for 15 years, almost 1100 shows. We're going to be around for next year and next week and all those fun things ahead. The LA Galaxy trying to wrap up a chase to the playoffs playing Portland on Saturday. Big game, must win. Here we go. All right, thank you to uh, to Will Misselbrook one more time. Thank you to the LA Galaxy for making them available to us. And of course, uh, a big shout out to uh, to all our listeners. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little corner of the galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.